Our first uh, scripture reading of the morning comes to us from the Old Testament from the prophet Micah, and I'll be reading from chapter 5, verses 2 through 5. I invite you to follow along on the screen. But you, O Bethlehem of Ephrathah, who are one of the little clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to rule in Israel, whose origin is from of old, from ancient days. Therefore he shall give them up until the time when she who is in labor has brought forth. Then the rest of his kindred shall return to the people of Israel. And he shall stand and feed his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And then they shall live secure, for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth. And he shall be the one of peace. If the Assyrians come into our land and tread upon our soil, we will raise against them seven shepherds and eight installed as rulers. And friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our second uh, scripture reading of the morning comes to us from Luke's Gospel. And I'll be telling a portion of the Christmas story. We're going to be picking up somewhat in the middle. This is after the angels had already appeared to the shepherds with their message in both word and song. When the angels had left them, meaning the shepherds, and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. And friends, this too is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Once again, would you pray with me? Now, may the words of uh, this preacher's mouth and the meditation of every heart here in this room, those watching online, be acceptable to you, O Lord, for you are our rock and our redeemer. And it's to the glory of Jesus Christ that we pray. Amen. Well, nowhere in history did the extraordinary intersect with the ordinary than it did long ago on a dark Galilean hillside. Here were shepherds, in other words, ordinary people, good old boys, who today we might call rednecks. They would be out in their pickup trucks with a six-pack listening to Hank Williams, Garth Brooks, Willie Nelson, and Trace Atkins on the country music radio station of their car. Well, suddenly, a blast of supernatural light interrupts their lives. Bible says they were terrified. In fact, in the Greek, it says they feared with mega fears. That's a whole lot of fear. But with their eyes wide open, with commitment in their hearts, they turn to one another and they say, let's go. Now, just remember, all they had to go on is what the angel had told them. To you is born this day in the city of David, a savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. So just imagine, wrap your minds around this. God is going to be revealed to a bunch of shepherds who are working the graveyard shift, who showed up that night like they had on so many previous nights, but in this night, 
things were going to be different and they were never going to be the same again. This morning, we're looking at the second Christmas carol in my sermon series that I've called a Christmas playlist with an ordinary song that packs a powerful punch, Away in a Manger. Don't let the simplicity of the song be confused as communicating something that is rather mundane. Rather, like the shepherds, we find in its wonderful simplicity something that is actually quite profound. What appears on the surface to be very ordinary is actually quite extraordinary. At Christmas, God shows up as a baby in a humble feeding trough. The all-sufficient one, the one whom we worship and adore as the wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, and prince of peace, becomes a vulnerable child in a big, dark, and scary world. And as we sing further, we see that this once vulnerable baby in a manger is the one who has actually come to protect and save you and me. I'm going to be referring to this carol during the course of my message, and you can find it in those red hymn books that you have before you. It's on pages 261, 262. Those are the hymn numbers, 261 and 262. Now, here's what you need to know. Away in a Manger was first published in the 1880s anonymously and with only two verses. It is at heart a children's Christmas song. Now, verse three was added sometime between 1904 and 1908 by a man named John T. McFarland. I heard about a survey asking people of all ages to name their favorite Christmas carol. And Away in a Manger ranked number two, even breaking into the top 40 in versions by Reba McIntyre and Kenny Chesney. If you ask people to name their favorite children's Christmas song, Away in a Manger, without hesitation, would be selected. Now, think about all of the regular children's songs that have sort of stood the test of time. Mary had a little lamb, twinkle, twinkle, little star, old MacDonald had a farm, I'm a little teapot. I'm not going to sing those songs, by the way, and you should be grateful for that. But I think we can also put away in a manger in that category, too. It is a simple but profound song. Just look, if you have your handbook in front of you, or just listen, about the lyrics and notice all the one and two syllable words, crib, bed, sweet, stars, sky, asleep, hay, baby, crying. These simple words arranged in short phrases of 37 words use concrete, familiar, and accessible concepts that are easy for a child to grasp and understand at their stage of development. And these words sort of paint a vivid picture that you can almost reach out and touch or, or look at and see in front of you like at a nativity scene because there's a baby in a manger. There, there are stars in the night sky. There's cattle all around. There's a cradle with hay. There's the fear of the dark. All of these things contribute so powerfully to a way in a manger becoming a very successful children's Christmas song. You see, 
The problem is not this beautiful children's Christmas carol. The problem, I think, is when we as adults behave like children. Well, who was the genius behind Away in a Manger? Who is the one who understood a child's world so well? Well, it depends on who you talk to. Uh, historians have tried their best to piece together uh, what its origin is. And what we do know <clears throat> is that the lyrics to verses 1 and 2 showed up for the first time in a Christian magazine called The Myrtle that was published right here in Pennsylvania in 1884. And while it cannot be proven, the origin of this hymn has been traced back to Martin Luther. Legend has it that Martin Luther, the great Protestant reformer, composed this song for children and that, yes, it is still sung by German mothers to the little children today. The problem with all that is that in Martin Luther's surviving works, we have no evidence of a way in a manger, nor does it even show up in German hymnals till sometime in the 20th century. And so in order to dig a bit deeper, I was able to find out just a bit more when looking at the tune to Away in the Manger. If you're looking at your hymn book, you will notice that Away in a Manger appears twice, as I said, number 261 and 262, because there are two different tunes. These two familiar tunes written within a decade of the lyrics first appearing have remained the two familiar tunes ever since. Now, one is called the Muller tune, which we're gonna sing as a closing hymn at the end of the service today. The other one is called Cradle Song, which you heard Janet and the handbells play earlier in the service. Now, the Muller tune was written in 1887 by a man named James Murray, an army musician during the Civil War. And as a young man, James Murray studied music at the Boston Conservatory of Music. In fact, his teacher, think about this, his teacher was Lowell Mason. Who was Lowell Mason? He composed the tune to Joy to the World, the carol that we will look at next week. Now, what's interesting is that we almost never had this beloved music from James Murray because 16 years before he wrote it, James Murray barely survived the Great Chicago Fire. He lost his home, he lost his possessions, he lost everything. Well, only eight years after James Murray composed his tune to Way in the Manger, a man named William Kirkpatrick composed the Cradle Song tune. Kirkpatrick, it is said, had studied uh, to be a choir director and organist, but after the war, he was not able to support his wife on that church's salary. And so he worked as a carpenter. He played the organ on Sundays in various Methodist churches. And only after his wife died did he then uh, devote himself fully to writing hymns, including, "'Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, and Lord, I'm coming home." All that is to say is that both James Murray and William Kirkpatrick were two composers who knew the sort of tune that would speak to the heart of kids everywhere. Friends, the story of Jesus' birth is a children's Christmas song as it comes to us in Luke's gospel and is told in only two chapters. It's a story that's so simple that even some uneducated shepherds seem to be able to grasp it. As you heard me read, the shepherds receive their marching orders from the angel and they make their way to Bethlehem. And as they're passing by the Bethlehem livery and stable, they hear the cry of a baby. They freeze in their tracks, they turn, they walk in, 
and surrounded by farm animals, they see the arms of an infant reaching up to them from a feed trough. And they can hardly believe it as his little hands wrap around their big calloused fingers. And they rush out of there, gushing with the good news because of who the angel said this baby is. Verse 20 says, the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. It's a simple story. It's a familiar story. It's a story that we've heard over and over and over again, but its meaning is profound and it still, still changes lives today. Uh, Paul Harvey tells a story about a man who did not go to church, not even on Christmas Eve. He sent his family to church, but then he stayed home alone by himself. Well, one snowy Christmas Eve night, he was sitting at home alone when he heard a thud, and then a minute later he heard a thud, and then a little long after that, he heard another thud. Three birds crashed into the big picture window in the front of the living room of his home. And so the man went out and he saw all these injured birds lying on the ground. He tried to help them, but they all scattered and flew away. And so he went out and he turned the lights on of the barn on his property to try to steer the birds away from that window and toward the barn instead. But they wouldn't follow. And so he went and got some bird seed. He laid some bird seed out in the snow, hoping the birds that would just follow the path of the bird seed away from that window. But that still didn't work. And finally, this man, in his frustration, yelled out, Oh, if only I could become a bird and lead them to safety. And just then, the light bulb went on over his head, and the reality of Christmas came crashing in on him. And he fell down to his knees in the snow. Friends, at Christmas, God humbled himself and became one of us in order to lead us to safety. And we sing those words in verse 3 of Away in a Manger. Be near me, Lord Jesus. I ask thee to stay close by me forever and love me, I pray. You ever have a word that you can't seem to spell right on your computer? I mean, you know how to spell it, but every time you type it, it just comes out wrong. For me, it's the word manger. Perhaps it's only because I have to type it one month out of the year. But every time I type the word manger, it comes out manager, away in a manager. They laid the baby in a manager. But God is good. Want to know how good God is? God is so good that he lets my typos become some pretty good theology because this baby came to be the manager. This baby is the manager, the king of kings and lord of lords, who is in and above and through all things. As I close, I want you to think about this. Even these simple lyrics it's clear that whoever it is that rode away in a manger understood the sheer miracle and wonder of God coming to us incarnate in Jesus Christ. We worship a God who is willing to be, as the word suggests, little Lord, willing to sing his beautiful song in words that we as his children could understand. And Jesus Christ was willing to step into our world, into our lives, into our experiences, into our hearts. So this Christmas, God is once again singing that beautiful, simple song so that you can hear it. My hope, my prayer, is that as God's beloved children, you will also sing along. Would you join me in prayer? Let us pray. 
Oh Lord God, we thank you for this baby who indeed changed everything, who humbled himself and came for us to be like us and to be with us. And so change us, oh God, and give us an enthusiasm and a passion like that of the shepherds who went with haste to see the baby born in Bethlehem. Open our hearts and minds to the transforming presence of Jesus Christ, our little Lord, who is God incarnate. And let Christ grow big enough to fill not just our hearts, but our minds and our imaginations as well. And this Christmas, let us look nowhere else but to him. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen.